welcome to the Honest Property Investment Podcast with me, Natasha Collins, property investor, chartered surveyor, and CEO of NC Real Estate, my boutique firm of surveyors, which specializes in helping investors make money from commercial and mixed-use properties in the UK through our asset management services. Want to find out more? Head on over to ncrealestate.co.uk. I hope you all had a really, really good week and that everything's going really well for you. I had two titles for this podcast. Number one, it's Beware of Shocking Valuations. And number two, Commercial Valuations Aren't Being Done on Vacant Possession Value Unless the Property is Vacant. Ooh, basically, long and short of it is, I'm going to be talking about commercial valuations today. Um, but to start with, I really want to just say thank you for the amount of support I received from last week's podcast and how many of you reached out to me and told me about the positions you'd been in too in terms of cash flow. And I really appreciate that so much. I felt it found it really hard to record last week's podcast because it basically meant that I'd had feelings, um, but that's obviously true. I always have feelings, but I just, you know, felt like I needed to be raw and your support, your emails made me feel so much better. So thank you so much. It's good to see that everybody goes through it from time to time. Secondly, it was my birthday this weekend. I was or I am now 34. Ooh, best year yet to come. I absolutely loved my weekend. Didn't work at all this weekend, which is really nice. I went out for wine and oysters on Friday evening. I didn't have the car with me. I was Ubering, so I could just let my hair down. Not talk shop or anything just conversations with my best friends and uh rolled in somewhere around midnight had a lion got breakfast tacos coffee went back to sleep for a nap I mean yeah okay I am 34 now hangovers do happen um that was something I didn't experience 10 years ago now I do get them pretty bad but <sighs> then being able to get up have a walk around the botanical gardens with my family Greek food for lunch, delish. And then for dinner, I just ate cake and I went to bed really early. So it was a beautiful birthday. I had the weekend off. I just loved it. Absolutely loved it. So felt so happy to just have that time, especially because by the end of this week, I'll be heading back to the UK. And I'm feeling quite overwhelmed by that because bringing Harry back to the UK is a massive thing um with everything that I've got to organize there and everything I need to remember it's just an awful lot of stuff to do at the moment so from that point of view yeah getting it all done getting it all moved around that's what I'm my key thing is to do this week so let's move on to those valuations shall we first of all if I had a pound for every time someone said to me at the moment, valuers are down valuing or valuing at vacant possession value, I'd be a really rich woman 
And I'm actually going to start charging a pound for everybody every time someone says that to me. I want to explain what is happening because there are two valuations that you are going to see if you are investing in commercial or mixed use property. You are going to see if you are buying using bank lending, you are going to see the valuation for bank lending. If you are not buying for bank lending, but you are buying in your SAS pension and your uh, SAS administrators have asked you to get a valuation, you are going to just see a regular valuation, right? And they look very slightly different. In fact, they do look very different. If you are getting a valuation, for mortgage lending purposes, there will be at least four values at the end of your valuation. Okay. If you are getting values or evaluation just for your SAS to uh, see that the purchase price is right, you will probably just see one valuation and that will just be market value. So let's just get that out there to start off with. Now, why? May you not be getting valuations at where you thought you were at the moment? Well, let's go through especially what happened last week, what we're seeing going on in the market. So firstly, budget, great news. I think everybody saw that it was fairly tame, especially if you're a parent or you've got a large uh, pension. Parents and you've got kids that haven't started school yet, well, you know, fabulous. You at some point in the next couple of years could benefit from more free daycare. And for those of you with large pensions, you can now stash away up to 60 grand a year, uh, tax-free, and the lifetime allowance has been abolished. So that was really, really good. Now, essentially, with this budget, the Tories are telling everybody, go back to work. That's it, right? The reason that they have said that you can put more on your pension, they've abolished the lifetime allowance, is so that people actually or professionals want to get back into the workplace and they want to be paying more into, uh, they want people to be paying more into their pension because of the tax perks that that gets. Specifically, doctors. That's who they're looking at. Um. So that's that because ultimately if they get people back into work so you parents go back to work you olders go back to work if you've reached a lifetime allowance or even young people I'm sure there's plenty of young people who've reached their lifetime allowance um so that you can go back in at those jobs and pay more tax to them they can increase the amount of tax that they're getting so that they can pay for more of the services that is what Jeremy Hunt is after right now now the other good news is that technically the UK is not forecast to fall into a technical recession in 2023. And inflation is predicted to fall from 10.7% in the last quarter of 2022 to 2.9% by the end of 2023. So all over, really good news. The economy is looking fabulous. If there isn't as high inflation, what we hopefully won't see is more of that base rate going up. Now, I'm recording this on March 20th. March 23rd, there may be another interest rate hike, Bank of England base rate hike, sorry, from 4 to 4.2% potentially. Might not happen, 
We don't know. We'll see what happens at the end of the week. But the good news is, is that if the if inflation is coming down, the base rate isn't going to need to go up. So we are watching that. But before this and going into the end of 2022, the base rate increased 10 times, which is terrifying. And the risk on that and the risk of how much it's going to cost to get borrowing and when that's going to impact investors is something very much valuers have been taking into their valuations. Therefore, to account for this, we are seeing them increase the yields that they're using in valuations. Because again, whilst we can forecast for inflation coming down, it hasn't come down yet. So valuers don't want to increase the value of buildings too highly, uh, not knowing whether um, it's actually not a risky bet or not yet. So that's one of the things we need to take into account. Um, the other thing is, Valuers don't know what the fallout from these interest rate rises are yet because for most businesses, they haven't kicked in um, because if anybody took out low borrowing during the pandemic, they haven't yet been subject to those higher borrowing rates. And so the impact that that's going to have on businesses and borrowers and how that's going to impact the commercial sector especially hasn't yet been seen. So again, these risks are being taken into account. And we're seeing that in some areas, transactions are slowing down. So all of this is something that you're going to see reflected in your valuations, whether you're getting the lending valuation or you're getting just uh, the valuation for the property purchase. So do bear that in mind. So then last week, we also had the collapse of Silicon Valley Bank, which sent shockwaves through the financial world and caused a lot of jitters. There is a lot of panicking out there. It was completely unrelated to the budget. But for those of you who are investing in the stock market, you probably saw your stocks and share price tanking last week. Now, I don't know too much about that. I'm not here to advise you on that, but I am very aware that it happened. And why does this impact us? Why should we be aware of this as property investors? Well, let's go back to the start of Silicon Valley Bank. They provided banking services to technology and life science companies. And that bank boomed as the tech industry boomed. It put billions into government bonds at low interest rates. And that was how it was sustaining its lending and its banking services. However, as interest rates rose, bond prices fell. Because similar to how commercial property prices work as yields rise, commercial property prices come down, similar to bonds. So the portfolio was yielding a huge amount less. Couple that with borrowing costs increasing. So tech companies had to use more cash deposits for paying debt and also not being able to raise as much venture capital. The bank actually had less moolah floating around in its coffers. Then a poor investment decision to sell securities at a loss and a subsequent announcement that to fill the money hole, they were 
setting share they <laughs> they were selling shares sent its customers into a spin so there was a run on the bank they were withdrawing their deposits um the bank stock price dissolved by 60% and other share prices started to go the same way as panic set in that it was another 20 another 2008 so we were going through the 2008 crisis round 2 eventually california regulators stepped in and shut the bank down this meant that the uk arm of silicon valley bank shut down too and there are customers in the UK with funds that have been lost. Now, the government guarantees funds up to £85,000 in each bank account and 170k for joint bank accounts. But worry comes from where funds are coming from to prop up the tech firms who are low on profits, now don't have that cash reserve in their bank and don't have the bank that would lend to them. Are all of those companies going to fall over. Now, the UK government is saying don't worry so much because there was only £100 million roughly in deposits in Silicon Valley Bank UK, which actually isn't that many customers. So from that point of view, they think that they can help. Um, if you then look at what they put in their budget <laughs> with, um, you know, them saying, Hey, everybody, uh, every pound invested in IT plant and machinery can be deducted from business profits. So that should prop up the tech bro somewhat as uh, more people can get the tax benefits of investing in these tech companies. But because that was similar to what we saw in 2008, the market went into crisis mode. So we've got all of this going on which valuers have to be very aware of when they value properties. And valuations can change on a daily basis based upon what the risk is in the market. So what we can be seeing at the moment is valuations less than you would expect. If we get to the end of the year and it looks like if inflation has fallen and the economy is steady again and we haven't gone into recession, you're going to see those better valuations come back. So that's where uh, that's where it's coming from. You know, all these things that are happening in the economy have an impact on what your valuations look like. But we go back to then these uh, vacant possession valuations, which are all the rumor right now. Apparently, that is what you're going to be getting if you go out. You're going to be getting a vacant valuation, a vacant possession valuation from a lender. Not true, team not true. When, I think I've already covered this, but to reiterate, when a valuer goes out and values a property, they have to do it using one of the five met methods of valuation as specified by the Red Book, the RICS Red Book, that is the universal law of valuation. If you have an incoming stream, if you have a property with an income stream, this has to be valued using the investment method, right? And the investment method will, um, essentially, what happens is the valuer puts a yield to a risk rate on that income stream to produce a capital value. 
the yield will very much depend on what's going on in the market and the perceived risk. So, you know, the base rate going up is a perceived risk. People not being able to afford to borrow more, uh, interest rates going up, perceived risk. So you're going to find that that yield gets higher and your commercial property value comes down, as I've already touched on. But if there is an income coming in from that property, I reiterate, they are not going to purely value it on a vacant possession value. And if you are just getting a value for valuation purposes, you're not even going to see a vacant possession value if it's not vacant. Right? That's really, really simple because if you've got an income generating prop property that has an income stream coming in right now, you are going to have the investment value, right? That is it. That is the law of valuation right there. Um, no valuer is just going, is going to give you vacant possession value uh, if there's an income stream coming in from the property, right? However, as I said at the start, if you're getting a valuation for lending purposes, a valuer is going to have to put multiple values on the property. Now, they're always going to start with number one, market value. Market value is of the subject property in the condition with the income streams it's getting today. That's really important. That is the value the property is worth today with everything in place, leases, rent coming in, condition of the building, all of that jazz, right? That's always going to come first. That's market value of the property. You will then see underneath that market value assuming vacant possession. So the, this is the value of the building if it were to become empty. Uh, then you'll see market value assuming 180 day marketing period so that's assuming that the building is going to be market going to be on the market for um 6 months what value do they think that the property would get if it was on the market for 6 months and then you've got market value assuming vacant possession and the 180 day marketing period so if the building was empty what value would be achieved on that property in six months time if it was on the market for six months and it was vacant right so you're going to see those four values now the uh value valuer has given the market value as it is today you know with all leases in place and what have you so that's absolutely fine but the lender can choose which of those four values to pick and give you lending on it, that's at the lender's discretion. They could, depending on their risk appetite, they can absolutely decide what value they want to lend to you on, right? So it's not a valuer who's picking that, it's a lender. And so if you don't want that lower value used, you have to go and find a lender who is willing to just use market value at the day's date. Right? There's some lenders out there that are doing it and some aren't. So for example, Shawbrook Bank definitely aren't doing that right now. They're using vacant possession value. But you could go and speak to other lenders. You know, High Street Bank still to a certain degree are doing market value. 
speak to them and use them. But they might have higher interest rates. So you've got to weigh it up, right? But it's not the valuers. It's the lenders who are doing this and it's all about their risk profile. So I hope I have uh, bust some myths there. <laughs> As the market settles down and things become less risky, you'll probably see those value those values that the banks give on their lending become much better. They'll probably use um, market value. And hopefully we see that again. But we're in a risky time and the banks are choosing what they want. They know that they are in a position of power. And so it is down to them. So you need to do your research on brokers, on lenders, and see what values that they are giving. All right. I hope that's been a useful podcast for you. I hope it's gone through how values are being derived and what that means. Um, and also where risk comes from and how the market can make people jittery, which also will impact your valuation on that given week. I mean, a week or two later, if the market settles down, you could be getting a completely different valuation. Again, it's uh, valuation, often coined an art, not a science, even though there are specific formulas that need to be followed. And on that, I'll leave you to mull it over. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to my podcast this week. I cannot wait to catch up with you again soon. Thank you so much for listening today. If you've loved this pod, make sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And make sure to leave a five-star review as this makes me so happy and it helps to boost the show and get it out there to more property investors. Finally, if you want to email the pod, you can write to me, Natasha at ncrealestate.co.uk. I cannot wait to catch up with you again soon.